Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hello and welcome to the First and Fifteen podcast, Southern Region Coverage. My name is Jay Vallamy and I'm joined by our regular panellist, Lewis Phillips. Hello. Gareth Price. Hi. Ryan, home alone, McEveney. Hello. And Luke, Yoko Warm Champion. What's up, guys? <laughs> and before I go any further, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to make sure that I ask Luke how he's doing, because otherwise he'll moan at me no, I, for the whole I, of the show. That's that's totally unfair. Again, I'm not taking this from you. Another bad start from the podcast. I've told you before, Jay, if you ask us all at the same time how we're doing, it's annoying. You should just go around and pick random members. You don't have to pick me, okay? I'd like to know how he has doing. You. I have, like I have to, in this occasion, picked you. I'd like to know how Lewis is doing after Soul and Redstorm put a point on him, you know? I want to know these things, you know? It's not, it doesn't always have to be me, Jay, okay? It's not all about me. It just should be more about me. But fine, I want me to answer your question, I'll answer your question. How am I doing? I'm inspired, Jay. I'm inspired. Uh, not by you, but by Ronnie Coleman. Does anyone know who I'm talking about here? Not a clue. No. I'm a, not <laughs> oh, the foggiest. Oh, I just feel so alone sometimes on this man. You know, I just feel like people don't get me. First, the Cam Newton palaver, and now this. Ronnie Coleman is an eight times Mr. Olympia champion, and he has a documentary on Netflix, and I really encourage you to watch it, okay? It is nothing but pure class. The man squats like a thousand kgs. He's just a legend of all time, okay? He squats like all of us put together, okay? And we're not a light bunch of gentlemen, all right? That is incredible. So I'm feeling inspired, Jay. I suddenly I came I came to came to the pod today thinking, do you know what? It's time to come at this with Olympia attitude. You know, it's time to come at this. It's playoff times, baby. It's time we give top notch commentary. So I'm all here for it, guys. Looking forward to doing this one with you. I suppose it's better than being inspired by the Ted Bundy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lewis, how are you doing? Are you okay? Uh, mixed. <laughs> it's been mixed. I've been. I went away for a week. Had a week in Scotland, which was very nice, and then it has come back, and everything is still on fire. Yes, the uh, pleasures of sorting out the uh, the whole of the Baffer League for playoff season is uh, something not to be envied. Uh, Gareth, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing well. I'm I'm excited for Luke's Olympia mindset. Of course, yeah, Ryan baby. Coleman legendarily uh, prepared hours every day for his Olympia <laughs> I'm expecting Luke to know every little detail of every match didn't miss I a minute man <laughs> at home alone how are you doing yeah very good I wouldn't quite say I'm maybe Olympic level but no complaints from me Fantastic. Cool. We'll, we'll dive in. And for the listeners, just so you know which bits you're interested in for this podcast, I'll, I'll signpost what we're going to talk about today. So we'll do our normal fixture rundown from the weekend. Uh, just gone. Then we're going to talk about how our predictions from the start of the season went uh, in terms of where we thought uh, everybody would finish. Spoiler alert, we didn't get any of them right, I don't think. Uh, and then at the end, we're going to do a playoff predictor and follow the uh, follow the magical spreadsheet that's been produced through and uh, and see if we can predict the national champions. So we'll start it with the Prem and Gareth and Luke. Uh, it's, a, it's a joint game day, so I'll come to you both. Uh, Gareth, do you want to kick us off with Rebels versus Cougars? Uh, sure. So Rebels Cougars uh, actually happened after after Rebels Sharks and. The Sharks Rebels game, which I will I will start with. Yeah, okay. Um, 
it was a really, really excellent back and forth game. Um, we went up by by two scores. Um, Neil versus Calvin. It was the the big showdown that Neil and probably Calvin both wanted to win. Uh, so we're up by two scores, and Neil naturally throws an interception to Calvin, uh, who then pulls the rebels back into it and levels the score. Uh, the second half was constant back and forth. We'd score, and then the rebels would score. And if we stopped the rebels, then the rebels would stop us on the next drive. And it all came down to the final rebels drive. Sharks up by six. Calvin drives it down to the five-yard line. And on the final play of the game, uh, he is intercepted by Sam Ford, who's been moved up from the B team, and the Sharks win it by six. I didn't breathe throughout that entire segment. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to breathe. That's how tense that was. It sounds like an all-time classic, and I'm uh, I'm sure our Olympian... Uh, amongst us, we were able to give us a detailed rundown of what he saw from the sideline. Luke, what did you think of this game? Yeah, wild man, wild was there for the whole thing. Absolutely crazy. Um, you know, I mean, it looks like looks like you know the rebels came up Jay Cutler on this day. If you don't know who that is, he's only four times uh, Mr. Olympia compared to Ronnie Coleman. Sorry, Ronnie King, the King Coleman, who's eight times right. But anyway, I've been predicting for a while. I think that the rebels might struggle at one of these game days at some point. So it's nice to see. Um, sort of my predictions coming true not not necessarily nice to to predict someone losing i per se but really nice to see that some of these teams are now starting to jockey for position and this cross conference one was a really really interesting game you look at that scoreline 40 34 it, it sounds like an absolute screamer and to win it on a last play just awesome so huge credit to you gareth man sounds awesome and same as lewis mate i just i just it's it's nice to be able to breathe again because that segment was breathtaking mate <laughs> And in Neil's sort of advancing years, does he feel like that's probably the uh, the, the signature win that he'll he'll have in his career? That that last one over Calvin, or, or will he will he be back for more? Do we think? Well, I think I think he could retire happy um, if he wanted to. Uh, I think that was one of the one of the big things left on the. I really shouldn't call it a bucket list. He's not that old. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I don't. I haven't heard anything about Neil Neil's plans to retire. I, I suspect he'll be back for more. If it helps, Ronnie Coleman, you know, didn't give up till he started losing. So there's that. Well, then that, that that leads me nicely on to a brief talk about Smoke versus the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the the next the next game I really wanted to talk about was indeed the the Cougars and the Rebels. Um, that happened straight after Sharks Rebels, and uh, to be fair, I think Coventry have improved throughout the entire season, and I think this was sort of their their crowning glory to beat the Rebels forty six twelve. The game started off being quite a tight one, um, and both teams looked like they could win it until a couple of interceptions gave. Sort of Coventry, the the impetus, and then in the second half they just ran away from the rebels. They looked like they'd completely broken them, um, and they were just enjoying themselves and enjoying their football, um, which was nice to watch. If the playoffs hadn't been on the line, but uh, congratulations to Coventry for making the playoffs, and I'm I'm sure they'll do. Um, I, I suspect they're going to 
to get by the first round, but we'll we'll go we'll, we'll have a chat about that mm, later. Spicy. Yeah. First round, I already disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the segment already. Um, it's interesting because when when we did sort of the prediction show a couple of weeks back, we we said about Coventry that we thought they were a good side, like you know, like all the teams in the Premiership. But in reality, they they'd beaten some uh, less so impressive teams, other than their statement win against the Titans. And then out of the blue, they they pull this off against the Rebels and actually run away with the thing. So uh, yeah, it speaks to that narrative, Gareth. They've they've clearly improved over the year. First year in the Premiership, you got to think that they're going to be a, a hot team for next year. Yeah, I think. I think it's good to see a team develop in the Premiership. And from a from the Sharks' perspective, I feel like if we had a, few, a little bit better availability, then we may have we may have just finished above the Cougars. But the Cougars are a far better team than when we played them on the first game day. So I think uh, a full strength Shark against the full strength Cougars would now be a, a really good game, and it'd be hard to call a winner. Yeah, the Cougar squad has also he's got strength, but it's also got depth as well, right? So there's a lot there's a lot to be said for building a club like that. Absolutely. And uh, Mr. Olympia, any thoughts on this? Which game? Uh, the Rebels versus the Cougars. Oh right, yeah, sorry, of course. Um, oh, Rebels, wow, Rebels, Cougars, man. I mean, I'm a little bit confused by the Cougars. I don't know about you guys. I think we predicted uh, a game between the Cougars and Northampton to be absolutely wild, right? And I think they put up zero points. So to come do this against the Rebels, where I'm, if I'm reading this right, um, because I was definitely there, um, the, the scoreline is 46-12, right? Is that right, Gareth? That's right. Which is crazy. I, so I, I'm very interested in this kind of slightly uh, bipolar team. I don't know what's going on there. I'd be interested for your take, Gareth. What, what's your take on the bipolarness of, uh, of the Cougs? Um, That's a normal adjective, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> bipolarness. <laughs> I just don't even know where to go with that. I, I, <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's the case. I think. I think the rebels. They had. A, they had not. Not meaning to take anything away from the Cougars, but the, the rebels had a small squad on the day. They'd just come off the disappointment of losing to the Sharks by just the score. Uh. Um, a couple of things didn't go their way in the first half, which was close. And I think. I don't, I don't want to say they gave up. I think it was more the Cougars just broke their spirit and, and then that was it. Um, I think the Rebels were missing a few key players and on another day if it, with a full-strength Rebels that hadn't just come off a, a tough loss, I, I think that would have been a much closer game. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah exactly my thoughts, Gareth. Yeah, hit the nail on that. He's navigated the weeds so excellently there, ladies and gentlemen. You have, you have to appreciate the, the, the inner politician that is Luke Champion. Um, Outsourcing his analysis. <laughs> brilliant entrepreneurship. Anyway, uh, we shall move on then from the Premiership and talk about the Div 1 fixtures. So not a cross-conference game. So Home Alone, you wanted to pull out one particular fixture from your game day, which was the Buckinghamshire Wolves versus the London Flash. Yeah, and it actually did turn out to be a really close game. Um, finished 20-19 to 19 to the Flash, but it's definitely a game that the Wolves will um, definitely regret their missed chances. Um, I know for a couple of the Flash's touchdowns, um, it was sort of Hail Mary balls on fourth down that got batted up by the defender into the Flash's arms rather than batted down into the floor. Um, I think the Wolves went in into the half at least um, up by under a score. Um, and I think it went back and forth the whole time. 
but the Flash took the lead with, I think, four minutes left on the clock, drove the ball and then had three incomplete, incomplete passes with about 145 left on fourth down. Um, and the Wolves gave away a rough in the passer penalty to seal out the game. So very, very close fixture, but ultimately the Wolves definitely blew this one. And and I'll ask you, Home Alone, about this. What do we make of the Wolves' season overall? So clearly, clearly a very competent team overall, certainly when they're mostly available. They've they've got most of the division, if not most of the teams in the cross-conference's scalp at this point, uh, or at least have driven them very, very close. They've pushed the the number one seed in the in the South divisions uh, from a different perspective all the way. Are they are they quite simply lacking availability in the middle of the year? And that's been the difference between the their success, or are they, or are they having got gaps that some teams are able to exploit and some teams just simply aren't? I think it's definitely the latter. I think there there is gaps which I, ideally they'd want to address this off season. I think from our experiences playing them, they don't necessarily adjust amazingly well on defense. Um, and I think all around they're a very very solid unit, but they definitely lack maybe the top gear that that other teams have. It always seems to come down to composure a bit at times as well. Just in those final plays, like I say, batting it up instead of down. Um, that would have changed the game. Um, and they come out of that one winners if they do that. So I think they're a very talented bunch, but I, I think they've still got a way to go before they start competing um, consistently against those better teams. Yeah, so a team poised for premiership uh potential then next year just probably want to recruit one or two more just to just to help out and and overall london season obviously they've had the loss to the devils late in the year and then a a close drawn fixture against the wolves is it been a is it been a team that's started off really really hot and has gotten away with a few late in the year as they as they sort of faded or is it a case of just quite simply they're built to win and they just find a way to do it yeah i think again it's the latter there i think they always seem to come, at least from my experiences, maybe that the 50-50 ball has seemed to gone their way more often than not. Um, I, I think, again, very good team um, and they definitely deserve the record they have. But they have gotten often occasions and I think Brian knows that and they're definitely trying to work um, hard going into the playoffs. They've already told me many times um, that they're doing that. So I, I think they've still got gears to hit. Um, but whether they hit them is obviously we'll find out if we think they can later. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, so we'll move on then to the West side of the division. Lewis, which game do you want to talk about first? Salisbury and Cardiff or Kings Falcons? Uh, let's go. We'll go Kings Falcons. We'll get that one out of the way. Uh, I think these two, these two games that we've picked out here are probably the, the marquee matchups, both of them very close. 35-32 to the Kings over the Falcons, very close game. 26-20, Coyotes over Marauders. Um, I didn't see that one, uh, but I know you've got uh, an update from the teams, so I'm happy to talk about the, the Falcons-Kings game. Yeah, you crack on. So, 35-32 was the final score to the Kings. Um, yeah, a really exciting, intense game. Both Two really evenly matched teams, uh, I think, especially looking at the statistics. Both scored five touchdowns. Um, 
the the only difference here being that uh, you know, the Kings managed to convert all five of his converting touchdowns with extra points has been a sticking point for the Falcons over the last couple of years, and that's that has let us down in games before, and it's let us down this week as well. We've only converted two out of our five touchdowns. Um, I really came down to the wire um, in those. I thought that perhaps you'd not left us enough time. I can't remember exactly how much time um, we had left on the clock. To, One minute to 21. Oh, okay. That's, I that's, remember that. That's, I just that's do. quite a lot. That's quite a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I thought I'd you... left you way too much time at that point. I was like, Paul. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so one, 120 on the clock. Um, I, I wasn't, I, I thought it was going to be tight. I think, well, obviously, in hindsight, left you a little too much time on the clock. You were able to, um, you were able to not just have to heave it the length of the field. You, we, you, we gave you a lot of cushion on defense, um, and you took those. I think we left you with something like 20, 30 seconds on the clock. Um, Twenty-four seconds. Again, you go. Don't 20... Ask me why I remember that. But I do. <laughs> so some might think that that is, you know, a little bit uh, a big ask to get a touchdown in in twenty-four seconds. We gave you lots of cushion, um, and and you were able to take those quick chunks over the middle of the field, get out of bounds, just five yards here, seven yards there, just to make it a little bit easier. Um, and then uh, a couple of heaves to the end zone. Uh, and I, I know I, I shook my head at the time. And I think I even said to you in the in the handshake at the end, you know, you've got away with one there, but I've, um, I've reviewed the tape and I'm willing to, you know, I'm happy to hold my hands up and say, um, Craig's foot was in, is that that first foot down was in bounds. Uh, it was a good call by the referee, despite being out of position. Yeah, it's one of those games I think that really genuinely could have gone either way. I don't think either team would have felt great if they'd lost it, and, and either yeah. team would have felt like they got away with one if they won it, right? So uh, it's, it was. Uh, we obviously God, had sorry. We we obviously had depleted numbers. Um, yeah, exactly. Throughout the day, we had you know only one of our starters really on um, on defense. Patrick was the only person playing his normal position. Um, we had no Will and no Ed, which was which is two big names for us. You know, Ed's our defensive coordinator. Will's one of our leading DBs. Those two really put a lid on on our on on the back end of our defense. Um, but uh, miss, we missed them mightily. Um, and but I, nevertheless, I think you know the guys we had on the field adjusted quite well. You kind of you kind of jumped out to an early start, and we adjusted well in the second half. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, for me. There was. I mean, we were missing Chris, obviously. But it, you're right. If you if you don't have an ability of safeties to play, take the lid off. You do end up having to change, even if it's a yard distance. It does make a difference. But yeah, you can absolutely see the difference that not having Will and, and Ed made to your uh, to your team that day. Even if it's the extra yard that the the, the change of safety have to give just to to make up for it. But the, the ultimate value I saw from your defense that day was Patrick. He, he played. He played so well throughout the day. Um, and he he generates so much pressure up front. He, he does change the way teams have to play against you. Um, yeah, absolute asset. It, it just it showed his value throughout the day for me. But massively close game. I, any I other think, day it goes the other different way, right? Yeah, and I think that's this kind of... Uh, if you look at both of these games, the Falcons-Kings games across the season, the last one was really close as well, and we kind of won it on a bit of a Hail Mary. Um, and this one's come down to very much a similar thing. So I think one apiece is... Um, is uh, across the season is is fair. Yeah, I do. I, I agree. It, they are good games to look back on and play in, sure. but also too nervy for me to to want to play in them every week. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then, cool, we'll talk about uh, Salisbury City, Cardiff Bay. As you said, Lewis, neither of us were there. Well, we were there. We just, we, neither of us watched it um, for this game. But we were surprised by the scoreline, weren't we? Because, I mean, earlier in the season, this the reverse end of this fixture was uh, Cardiff Bay scored 60 on Salisbury City uh, to a nil. So we sort of written this off a bit, not necessarily because we thought it would be as, as vast as this before, but uh, we did think it would be a, an easy win. But in reality, this turned out to be a 26-20 win to, to Cardiff. Um, taking in some of the notes from uh, from Harrison, from Salisbury, and, and that Mike and me discussed on the day from Cardiff, uh, the general tone of this game seemed to be that um, the Marauders managed to get an early takeaway and convert that into a TD and went up early. And there was some exchanging of points and uh, and it was 2013 for the Marauders at halftime. So they were up at half, which was obviously a big unexpected result based on the last game. Uh, and then there was a couple of turnovers that happened early in the second half. Um, and then the Coyotes went down and scored, uh, which put them six points up. And then the Marauders had a classic two-minute drill to, to go down and tie the game. Um, and from what I've been told, and this is a slightly biased potentially biased opinion from Marauders. Um, so I shall caveat it all that way. The Marauders scored to tie the game, or so they thought. Uh, a late call of a sack had been given, despite the Blitzer saying he wasn't sacked. Um, and the Marauders had three attempts at the end zone, with Cardiff picking up on the fourth, picking it off on the fourth attempt to, to seal the game. So a massively exciting game, and uh, and one that really I think the Marauders would probably want back, because they're absolutely in, in, in pole position to to go and steal that and, and maybe that's a, a maturity team thing there Lewis I don't know what your take on this is I, I would imagine it's one of those ones they'll look back and go actually we've le- we've learned a lot of lessons yeah there's a lot to be said about being able to close out a game right and, and being clutch um, and those are the moments that, that, that you know good teams great teams take those moments when you're on the uh, on on the goal line seems by the sounds of it with a with a couple of bites of the cherry Um the good teams will will take those and and take the take the lead. On the flip side of it, what you do have to do is commend Cardiff for their maturity and seeing that game out right because I, they've definitely been in those positions throughout the de- throughout the season and and not necessarily throwing victories away, but had the opportunity to maybe close out games in much better ways and and throwing it away. And, and yeah, in yeah. this case, they have. Yeah, absolutely. A lot to be said about uh, a defence that bends but doesn't break. And okay, you've got a controversial call there as to was he sacked, was he not sacked. But again, Salisbury had a couple of bites of the cherry after that call, by the sounds of it, and and the Coyotes' defence were able to turn them away. So uh, again, just one of those one of those things that can separate, um, you know, good teams from average teams is just closing. Certainly, something to work on over the off season, and, and with the benefit of a, a series like the SWS, I'm sure they'll get the opportunity to. Yeah. Cool. More uh, on that coming soon. Well, yeah, I don't, another scheduling dilemma for you, <laughs> um, <laughs> Gareth. I'm going to turn to you, sir, and we're going to talk about how well we predicted at the start of the year. Um, obviously, we hadn't yet birthed Luke, so uh, he may not have some predictions in all of this. Um, but you can talk us through what we had and, and how we matched up. Uh, he does not, but uh, I tell you a prediction I don't think anybody had at the, the start of the year that I'd just like to mention. Uh, Jay Bellamy, leading leading the nation in touchdown passes, I see. Hey! Yes, with a frustrating, a frustrating 99 rather than 100. <laughs> the best number. That, that did, that did make me smile when I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I thought he would do. I thought he would do. Because, you know, because I, I rushed one in in the Exeter game, didn't I? And I could have thrown it. 
and I didn't because I was like, right, no, win the game first. Make sure we win the game first, and then on retrospect, I could have, uh, I could have hit the three digits. Yes, I think someone I think... at the start of the season said that that I would be leading after week one potentially, but I don't. Yeah, that was absolutely I, not going to be happening. And I was shot down for it, but I, I'm pleased to see that the, the form has continued throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, the, I think I've had the, the benefit of some unavailability in there as well. So the uh, best would... part is, uh, if you go onto the team stats, the Kings actually do have a hundred passing touchdowns. So that means that Greener probably threw one of them. He and did. If you, yeah. If you throw that touchdown in whatever game that comes in, there's your hundred. I believe it's in a Solent game as well. Lewis. It's one of those ones where, <laughs> no. in theory, I could have done it. Um, I just chose not to because it's you know just having a bit of fun. So, uh, so yeah. Um, You're never yeah. going to be fun again now, Jay. That's it. I don't think I, I don't think I'm particularly fun anywhere. I think that, I think every team in the in the league at this point will probably uh, vouch for that. Um, but yes, no, indeed, that was a good stat. Uh, but anyway, team predictions, Gareth. Where do we? What? How do we do? Um, on the whole, not badly. I mean, we didn't get any right, but but <laughs> I mean, that's typical for us. I feel like we all expected that. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, starting with the uh, the SEC Premiership, we all had the smoke winning it. Um, myself and Ryan Brackett's the same ones had the Rebels finishing second. Um, we all had the Panthers finishing last, which was uh, they they ended up finishing above the Spartans, who found it difficult to field a team at the end of the season. Hopefully, we'll see the Spartans again because they've got a great history, but uh, it's been a disappointing season for them. Um, but myself, Ryan, Lewis, we were all one-off getting that one right. Uh, moving to the SWC, all had the Hurricanes winning it. Uh, Home Alone and Jay had the Titans finishing second. Uh, everybody had the Cougars finishing under the Sharks. Um, so well done to the Cougars. Uh, in this case, it's Ryan and Jay who are closest. Uh, moving on to the SEC Div 1, uh, we, we, were, we all missed on the flash, uh, but Lewis and Jay were certainly closer than I was about where they finished. Um, we also mostly had the Renegades uh, finishing above the Waveney Wolves, who were a nice surprise. Uh, Lewis and Ryan, they were closest in this division. And then in the SWC, um, very close. A lot of us were close on this one. Um, I was one measly tie away from getting it perfectly right. Um, <laughs> Which you're annoyed went... about, but Lewis has made it very clear he's more annoyed about. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm more annoyed than that. Than you um, some of us were... The, the Coyotes have done better than a lot of us predicted. Um, they're definitely a team that have, have shown a bit of a rise this season. Myself and Lewis were closest, so overall... It's a tie between Lewis and Home Alone as our top predictors, uh, with the our illustrious host coming in last. Fantastic. But nobody actually got it right. So no, nobody got anything right. So no one really should be listening to what we're saying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds but... like we're all losers then. Do you know do you know what won overall? Friendship and flag. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is with with the exception of the flash we were not one of us was more than one position out for any team. I'm sad about this because if I'd been here to predict this sort of thing, this is the one thing where I had the insider information and could have got it. Could have done you all in my first year. Now you would have put Red Storm top, mate. That's true. That's <laughs> true. <though. laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Uh, it's hard predicting a, an 800 point 
point differential, you know? <laughs> silence silence well, on the pod. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that, Luke. Um, I think it'll be my honest my honest uh, response. The, the um, only way to go is up. <laughs> well, indeed, indeed, you can you can improve. That's 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 an absolutely right way to look at it. There's a there's a scope to to do better. Um, cool. And then Lewis, let's let's turn ourselves to the to the postseason to Manchester, not to Bellevue, but to something else. I can't remember where it's called now. It's a Pla- Plat Lane. Platt Lane, the famous Platt Lane, sort of the, the, uh, the Wembley. Center, the sports centre that belongs to Manchester Metropolitan University. Fantastic. Illustrious oh. credentials, that one. Um, <laughs> I know several teams are staying in the best Western round the corner as well, which uh, which will make for some fun antics at 12 o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> Fire alarms going off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Home Alone's already informing me. He's... I hope Lowe's already informed me he's going to be ordering room service to the Bucks Wolves uh, Hotel. So. <laughs> um, but yes, we'll, we'll turn ourselves to Manchester in the postseason. Uh, thankfully, there's, there's been a brilliant spreadsheet that's been put together that I, I'm sure has still got to go through some QC checking um, from a baffle point of view. But we're going to use it for the sake of this and, and try and predict through the Premiership and Div 1 playoff bracket to uh, crown our, our first and 15 uh, national champions. So, Lewis, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over to you to, to announce the fixtures, and let's let's all have a bit of a chinwag about who we think is gonna win which one. Yes. So we'll start with the Premiership, um, and uh, I'd like to just put out a big thank you to Paul Labbott of Swansea Hammerheads for putting this together. Um, for those who may not yet have seen the post from First and Fifteen on Facebook, um, Paul has helped put this spreadsheet together for Marcus, uh, and it's a little game that um, First and Fifteen will be playing where you just predict um, each round. Uh, and I guess there's a prize, but I don't know what it is. So we'll start with uh, start with the Premiership and the wild card round. Uh, we've got the Aberdeen Old Cats versus the Manchester Crows, the Grange Bus Broncos versus the Wigan Bandits, the North Ants Titans versus the London Rebels, and the Sheffield Vipers versus Coventry Cougars. What do you want first? Let's do North Ants versus Rebels because at least we all know about those two teams. And, and quite funny that they've gone going all the way up to Manchester to play each other again. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm a Titans person in this case. Does anybody, anybody want to battle me on that? I, I, st- I mean, I've, I've been predicting some Rebels losses a few times in a row now, but a full-strength Rebels at the playoffs who have already recently beat the Titans. It, I, don't, I think it will be very close. I don't know who's going to win. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel super confident calling this one. Um, I get why you'd go with Titans, though. I do. Well sat on the fence. Uh, yeah. Like, like... <laughs> <laughs> I I think Titans too. Um, yeah, just they they're the informed team. I think. Come on, Gareth, put your balls on the table there, mate. Which way are you going? I, I said Titans. Oh I, shit! I <laughs> <laughs> and Home Alone, where are you going? I'm going to go with the Titans as well. Oh, I'm going. I'm going with the Rebels to be different, but I think we're all meant to come to a consensus, aren't we? Yeah, well, it's four to one, so we're in Titans. Yeah, <laughs> Titans, it is. Yeah, uh, what we will say, what I will say about the Rebels, and I'm stealing this phrase from the HNC podcast. They do travel well, don't they? You know, because they've they've sort of got that core members, and they don't really they they don't really change. So, you know, I think they're they're a sneaky dark horse to upset people in that in that fixture, if not then the plate competition. But yeah, still sticking with Titans. Mm. So we're two next. You want to go all cats, crows? I'm going to leave the la- the other southern team till last because I think that one's going to be the one that uh, causes the most 
um, disagreement. So all yeah. cats crows. Now these two uh, obviously played cross conference in in the league um, and had a very close game. Um, I think the all cats won by like three points or something, like in the in the, in the dying seconds of the game. Uh, one point, Lewis. It was a one oh, there point you go. game. Wow, that's a good game then. Uh, I know nothing about either team, uh, Manchester, because it's nearer. I think that's yeah. I agree. That's the only the only tiebreaker that I can see is that you know Aberdeen have got a long way to go, uh, and for man for the Crows, it's you know it's their, it's their back garden. Uh, it's nothing like it. sleeping in your own bed, is there? Yeah. Or someone else's bed, you know. <laughs> so I mean, just looking at I'm looking at their their stuff on League Republic. You've got 510 points throughout the season for the Oil Cats and 528 points scored by the Crows. It's it's the defense where the difference is. So four hundred and ten allowed by the Oil Cats, four hundred and seventy one allowed by the Crows. So you're basically looking at two teams that are pretty much evenly matched on offense, with the Crows having a very marginally worse defense. Apparently, very hard to call that one either way. But I think then we give it to the edge to the nearby people. You know, not having the travel counts for something. Give it to the home team, Gareth. Home alone. I I think that. I think that in a vacuum, I would fancy Aberdeen to be slightly better than the Crows, but in Manchester, this late in the season, I, I think Manchester is probably the safer bet. And I'll take Aberdeen just to be the only one that does. So <laughs> if Aberdeen win, I look like a genius. Do we wait, Lewis? Who are we playing against in terms of this predictor? Like, do we need to take a few bold calls? Do we need some spicy takes in order to separate ourselves from the pack and give us a chance at winning? We tried this before. This is why we're wrong about these predictions. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, but I'd rather go upside only, baby. And if we're going to be wrong, we're very wrong. Give Fine, me the you know extremes. I'll, I'll agree with Home Alone. Aberdeen are better. Yeah, Screw it. Aberdeen. Axe the Falcons are the Premiership champions now. <laughs> <laughs> Put me down as Aberdeen, man. Let's, let's, let's differentiate ourselves. I don't think of all the fixtures we've got bold though. We've just we've just announced it's very even between both teams, so it's not particularly bold for us to change and, our minds. And, and we've now voted for the team with the highest seat. <laughs> Let's be so super have, bold have we, by being have generic. We, have we flopped then? Have we have we flip flopped and gone and we're taking all cats? I can get behind either because I think I think the all cats will travel well for for um for finals, and I think they've got probably one of the best defensive minds in the country in in Gary Elliott. I mean, who I goes all that way that to person. lose, right? Who goes all that way to lose? Indeed. Well, probably some of us, but still, we're going to go. Say? <laughs> You're not seeing the king's draw yet, have you? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, okay, let's, let's, do, let's do oil cats. Okay, look, uh, then we've got Grangeworth Broncos versus Wigan Bandits. I imagine this will be a nice, quick and easy uh, discussion. Broncos. Already... Broncos. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Broncos. Sorry, Wigan. You have Wigan. absolutely no I'll, I'll go. I'll go with Wigan. Can, can anyone do a good impression of a horse? <laughs> Nay, bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> cheer, cheer, cheer. Unbelievable. And last but not least, for your wild card round of the Premiership, Sheffield Vipers versus Coventry Cougars. Give me the Vipers. Cougars. Vipers, baby, Vipers. I like Cougars. Jay, wasn't it you who went on the in-depth analysis about how the Cougars had never really won a decent game? 
until recently. No, I, I, I pointed out that that was the analysis that you and Gareth gave the week before. Whoa, 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 <laughs> JJ, let's calm. Let's take. You would have remember mate. anyway because you were you were drunk on wine in France. There's no <laughs> clue of what you said. How dare you question my integrity? You were either splooshing in a pool or splooshing in a toilet. We've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the damn Vipers, man. The Vipers are the are the. I've looked at the stats, guys. I, I think the Vipers are the better team here. I think yeah. it's Vipers as well. For me, the Vipers are the 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 surprise team in the Premiership this year. They've taken some pretty surprising wins. Um, you know, they they took a, an early win over the Grangemouth Broncos, 34-31. No one saw that come in. They beat the Aberdeen Allcats, 19-14. I don't think many people would have called that. Um, they even topped the division-winning Manchester Titans earlier in the season with a 38-30 victory. They put a close game up, or two, all right, two scores, but still a close game against um, Glasgow Hornets, 28-14. They lost that game. These guys are legit. They beat the Crows, 33-31 in the last game day. These guys are legit. And I think they'll they'll beat the Cougars. Yeah, same analysis as me, man. So yeah, yeah. Give me, give me the, give me the, give me the it, says to, it says to me solid defense. And, and if we know anything about the Cougars, they've got obviously big arm quarterback. Want to sling it around and, and spread the ball really, really fast. So if they've got a defense that can break on it, it could really make it interesting. I think home alone, you're the tiebreak. I think I'll take Sheffield and... here, um, yeah. considering they've got. 182 points for compared to negative 80 Sonic for Coventry. I think I think regular season performance is definitely more impressive. So I'll roll with Sheffield. All right. Okay. So we've got our wild cards. Let's move on to the quarterfinals. Um, this is where our heavy hitting um, top seeds come into the game. Uh, our one to fours. You've got Cardiff Hurricanes versus Aberdeen Allcats, Manchester Titans versus Grangemouth Broncos, Glasgow Hornets versus Northlands Titans, London Smoke versus Sheffield Vipers. All right, well let's let's start with the Hurricanes game. Yeah, just, let's get that out. The way. It's just the Canes, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Aberdeen. Manchester Titans versus Grangemouth Broncos. This could be a game. Oh, that's Great a really round. good game. This is the game of the round, I think. Definitely. I you genuinely don't know how to call this. Gareth's I... going Grangemouth. Why, why are you going Grangemouth? Uh, well, they. I think they're a better flag football team. <laughs> Seems legit. <laughs> <laughs> Normal services resumed. Uh, that, that was weirdly logical, Gareth. Like <laughs> Trying to ruin the vibe or something, mate. What's going I, on? I, I believe they won the game against the Titans earlier in the season. Um, I, I did. Played, I played the Broncos at uh, ooh, the Granite City Quake. I thought they were a very, very good team. Um, Manchester, I think you could argue this either way, but I think they've had an easier division than Grangemouth. Um, and I fancy the Broncos to win this one. Mm, I'm not sure about that. But... I'm going to double down with the spicy take, mate. I like it. I've seen the Grangemouth Broncos play at least some of their players at Ironman, and I've seen the Manchester Titans at King Bowl, and I would give it to the Broncos based on what I saw. I'm going Titans. I just back my boy JQ LeJoy. I yeah, I world of I kind of I kind of have to as well. I'm I'm a back I'm a back JKJ. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Again, Home Alone's between Mummy and Puppy, isn't he? Oh, <laughs> that is such a messed up parenthood that he's got there. I was gonna say I can't remember who, who's which parent, but I'll go with the Broncos as well. I think that side of the analysis definitely won me over more than 
No, they've got the right vibes, so... <laughs> We're a vibes podcast, home alone. Daddy Luke wins again. You're not a daddy. There's no way you're a daddy. <laughs> Mummy Luke wins again. This, uh, this, is, uh, this is... Like, if I get the chance to watch one game in this round, it's going to be this one. It's going to be a shootout. Um, and, I'm, and... I'm excited for all the plate games, I think. I think all the plate games are going to be class. There's just, just such good teams going to this. I think there's going to be some really This is a, this is a, a quarter-final, not a plate, but... Um... No, no, I mean the, the eventual plate. I think there's just going to be... Yeah. This is just a... This is like a game... A day full of just great games. It's going to be class. 100%. Well, can, we, can you put this one on mine and Gareth's pitch, Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. You sort um, this out, man. Two, I think, two teams I think we know nothing the, about. Thank the you, The two... Uh, yeah. the... <laughs> We know about Jake Uli Joy. Of the two teams, I think the Titans are probably the team that are most likely to be able to adjust from the earlier game and learn the lessons. I mean, um, you've got the the Great Britain, um, the Great Britain Lions offensive coordinator uh, heading up and, and quarterback in that team, Alan Mead, um, very smart guy. Um, you've got. George, uh, I think his name is George Slade, um, who is just an all-round both sides of the does it all on offense and defense and he's one of the most handsome men in flag football um wow. that's so big shout, so, big shout. Well, well now, now now you've said that suddenly i want to know <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest but, what that makes me want to do is rank the handsomest people in flag football right now dangerous <laughs> game jay dangerous that's, game. that's massively dangerous game but good e- topic. E- easy easy there sploosh let's not let's well not <laughs> might sploosh too early <laughs> But if uh, if it's three to three to two, we'll give it to the Broncos. Okay. Hornets, Titans. Hornets. Hornets. Yeah. Hornets. Could be a, uh, it'll be a good I game for about three think, quarters yeah. of the game. I agree. I think the Titans will push them close, but there's no way I'm betting against the Hornets. Nah. And then, last but not least, Smoke Vipers. Smoke. Do we need to talk about it, boys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are we having a discussion here? Having having now played the smoke, and I think I'm right in saying being probably the first person on this podcast to play a full strength, or sorry, Luke, nearly full strength. Smoke. <laughs> um, Shots it was, fired. It was, it was bloody terrifying in a, in a way in a way that playing the Hurricanes isn't. It was just so mercilessly efficient the way that offense moved. It, it was no no fun at all. Yeah, well, Gareth, now imagine my big dick energy on top of that. <laughs> and with that I'm taking Vipers <laughs> no it's a smoke it's a smoke game surely it is a smoke it is a smoke sorry Sheffield I mean you don't care you don't listen to this you're not part of the <laughs> <laughs> so before we go into the semi-finals then we'll take a look at the plate quarter final uh, you've got the Manchester Crows versus the Manchester Titans um, the, the Battle of Manchester the Titans have dominated this fixture recently I would give it to the Titans personally. I feel like yeah. the Crows numbers completely. Yeah, I think so too. I think they, I think the Titans are going to get. Um, sorry, I think the Crows are going to get a bit beaten up uh, on their way on their way to this game. Um, uh, Wigan Not fast travel though. That's good. No, true, true. Wigan Bandits versus Aberdeen All Cats. I like Wigan, man. I, I, I ah, like Wigan. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, my response. My response to every time Wigan turn up in this whole predictor sheet is. Why are you even here? 
Uh, you might as well, well ask me if the moon's playing Jupiter. Like, I have no idea. Like, what? I, I don't know which way to go. I'll, I will very much take any anyone's opinion who has seen this. In fact, actually, I'm going to sit on the fence like Home Alone does and wait until someone produces some good analysis I can make an informed decision on. <laughs> I've seen Wigan play, and I thought they were all right. That's not good analysis. I'm going to go for whoever the other team is. It's, I mean, is, is Aberdeen are going to... Um... Wait, hang on a minute. Also, Aberdeen lost in the quarterfinal. Yeah, so Aberdeen, we had them beating Manchester Crows in a close game, and Manchester Crows have dominated. Well, I mean, everyone in that in that division dominated Wigan throughout the season. So I don't know how we can take all cats over Crows, but not over Bandits. That seems silly. We're, we're not. I, I, don't worry. No, no one, no one's doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I was to say you've just you've just got my silly opinion so far. I think I think the, the, logic, the logic will win out. I'll commit. I'll go uh, Aberdeen. Okay, so London Rebels versus Sheffield Vipers. Good game. Uh, Rebels. Yeah. Rebels Give me the have Rebels. Just lost to the Titans. Sheffield Vipers have just lost to the Smoke. <sighs> I think in this case, this is where you get prime Calvin Tolton time. There's like, something about that raw efficiency, isn't there? There's something about that terrifying. Mental brain of his. Yeah, he's got to the. He got to this point in the day, and he'll be like, "Nah, I've had enough of like messing around, win a game." Or has he gotten to the plate quarterfinal and thinking, "Well, what's the point?" Uh, I've seen them in a plate final before, so they clearly okay. must care at some level. But I, I, I tend to agree. He might he might also just be like, "No, oh, screw this. What's the point?" Not nationals. So it's not very Ronnie Coleman, mate. I, I reckon. I reckon this head's going to be in the game. It's not very I'm, I'm, either. <laughs> I'm taking the Vipers. They've they've surprised with some big scouts this year, and, and they've beaten teams that I think are capable of beating the Rebels. So, G- give me the Vipers then. I'm, I like that Lewis. I like the bold take. I like the spiciness. Give me the Vipes. Fences at home alone. Um, this Rebels. Is good. Based on. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Southeastern team. Why not go with that? Astonishing lads. Is Gareth gone? No, I'm still here. No, as in, have you? As in, have you predicted this game? (laughs) No, I I, I don't care. Plate quarterfinals. Let's get back to the cup semi. All right, give me a name. Rebels. Uh, Lads, how are we putting the rebels through here? Yeah, dodgy. Fine, Vipers. I don't care. It's the plate. <laughs> Neither do they at this point. Moving on. Final plate quarterfinal: Coventry Cougars, Northampton Titans. Northampton. I'm just going to jump yeah. in early and say Northampton before I forget. Northampton. Northampton. All right, let's get back to the important stuff. Um, semi-final number one: Cardiff Hurricanes versus Grangemouth Broncos. Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Yeah. Do we need any detailed analysis other than that they're really good? I just I just like to say that I've not done a home alone and put all of my own personal bias in here and start talking about how the Broncos might pull it off. Just want everyone to note that one down. (laughs) (laughs) And then what I think is gonna be a very exciting game to watch is the Glasgow Hornets versus London Smoke. Yeah, well, Jay and I'll have that one as well, Lewis. If you yeah, if, if you if you put in, yeah, if you put match, <laughs> on, match on our field, we'll have that. Um, yeah, uh, to be fair, 
look, it's 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 a silly man's game to bet against a smoke, isn't it? Let's be fair. But if any team's going to turn them over that isn't the Hurricanes, it would be the Hornets. Well, Jay, just to counter that, it's a silly man's game to bet against the Hornets, but yeah. if anyone could turn them over, it might be this much. Yeah, <laughs> i tell you what, for the listeners on this five to six hour stream that we're going to do, mate, it's going to be next level, isn't it? It's going to be ridiculous. Oh, uh, so so you're, you're going smoke. You're going smoke, Jay? I think I'm going to smoke, yeah. Luke, I think, Luke's going to go smoke as well, obviously. Home Alone? I'm going to take smoke as well. Oh, Go on, Lewis, say it. I'm, say I'm, the words. Say the fucking words. Literally based on one thing and one thing only, and that is flagging Iron Man, I'm taking the Hornets. Do you want to know what the difference was, Lewis? <laughs> Joe Cottrell? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gareth, you're going Hornets, then, are you? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm gonna give the HNC podcast something to complain about and make it a clean sweep for the. Well, it's not a clean sweep, is it? Make it four to one for the smoke. They won't listen to this either. They're, <laughs> they're too big for us. Meanwhile, what, did they get 120 listeners. Yeah, it's big numbers. Whoa, that Premiership like level. More. That's your average auditorium, isn't it? <laughs> so what is that? Meanwhile, in the plate, <laughs> by Gareth. <laughs> Titans all cats. Uh, Titans. Titans. And Sheffield Vipers versus Northampton Titans. Oh, other Titans. That's a good game. I'd quite like to watch that game. Titans, I'd quite like to watch that game. I, I want a plate final that's Titans v Titans. So on that basis, Titans. Good Lord. What have we become? <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Vipers, man. I, I, we keep putting them through. Some, I've got a feeling about them. I'm almost always wrong and lose lots of money on bets, but why not? Yeah, that's why they're in the plate, because we keep putting them through. Gareth, <laughs> 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 oh. yeah, if you hadn't just predicted the smoke, man, we'd have some serious beef. I allow it. Oh. You went to France to avoid me. There's clearly serious people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be such a good day, man. The, I'm best, thing, the I'm... best thing is, Luke, that we, me and Gareth can just hurl abuse at you where you play all day. <laughs> I need to watch that's, it that's, back as well I, to find I, out what they've said. I asked for it, man. It, it, it gets me more jacked up. As long as it's not weird. You're not going to get weird about it, are you? Because I know you guys are a little bit... I'll like, say they're going to get very weird with it. Strange. I, I only do weird. <laughs> I think that's where Jay and I will do our handsomest man in flag football part. <laughs> I, that's, a, that's a fantastic idea, Gareth. That is fantastic. I will start my list now and I'll tell you Luke's at the bottom. Oh! <laughs> God, what are you saying about my WhatsApp picture? <laughs> I just can't remember what you're going to have to look at what your WhatsApp picture is. <laughs> I can just imagine it's you in snorkel gear. I don't know, Jay. What's yours? Have you got a really sappy one with your, uh, your fiancé? No, mine's me eating a pizza, which is pretty standard for me. That's what he said, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Lucy's <laughs> <laughs> Italian for something, isn't it? Ryan looks like he's an interesting person in his. There's like snow and stuff going on. Oh, you I can was tell Liz it's was not li- interesting at all because it's in Reading. That photo. Reading's oh. the most interesting place on the planet, mate. What are you, what are you talking about? Have you been to the train station? 
Maybe it's interesting on like a after night out when all the crackheads are about. That's about it, really. Lewis is doing what he loves most, commenting on other people's flag performances. <laughs> Speaking of crackheads, Luke's got a dog next to him. <laughs> get, get Gareth looks like he, he's used the same one for LinkedIn as well. <laughs> this is the content the listeners tuned in for. <laughs> Mo- moving on to the small matter of the national final. No, no you, more, haven't, more. you haven't given me a plate semi final winner. I have. Who's in it? Who's in it? Jeff, Man- Vipers, Vipers versus Northlands Titans. Well, I think we all went Titans. Just put the Titans through. Let's do it. Yeah, Titans. Um, you're wrong. It's the Sheffield Vipers, but okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> not I how this works. All right. Before we go to the national championship final, let's do the plate final. Get it out of the way. Titan Bowl, Manchester versus Northants. Uh, Manchester. Northants. Northants. 3v2 is Manchester. Third place playoff. Your two uh, HNC teams, Grangemouth Broncos versus the Glasgow Hornets. I'm going to be HNC loyal, as they say, uh, <laughs> and say the Hornets. Yeah, Hornets. Yeah, Grangemouth came close both times, but um, no dice. All right, this is where it gets interesting. Cardiff Hurricanes, London Smoke, 2019 Championship replay. The King Bowl final replay. The game we all said it was going to be at the very beginning of the year. Well, I think we gotta we gotta defer to Luke first. I have nothing to say on this. The answer's obvious. I don't even know why we're pausing the thing. Why? Why are we discussing this? What's the what? What? What would even be the talking points for you guys? You heard him, Lewis. Put the hurricanes down and leave it. I mean, obviously, obviously, I, 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 it's not even about like backing me or ourselves. We had a lot of regrets uh, when we played the Hurricanes team. We made a lot of mistakes. As Gareth says, we don't really make mistakes. Um, that's, that's not our game. We've trained hard for this. We've always had this game in mind since the start of the season. So I'm, I'm feeling very ready and prepped for it. You're going to see us at maximum efficiency. Our heads are in the game for this one, man. I, 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 I would definitely uh, give this one to us. I'm going Canes. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Smoke in our preseason show to win it all, so I'm going to stick with my prediction. Yeah. Better or worse, and pick the Smoke. Mommy Luke's here. Always. <laughs> <laughs> that weird. That is a weird relationship between you two. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of love, mate. A lot of love. Having having played both these teams this year, it's it's amazing to see how two teams can be so successful but play such completely different styles of offense you've got the efficiency of the smoke and then just the the wild making up plays on the spot hurricane but it works for both of them it's i'm going to be honest if it if this isn't the final i'm going to be a little bit disappointed um as a former hurricane though i'm not picking against them <laughs> nepotism at its best I think that gives you the decider. Uh, it does. Commission, commissioner Ladies of competition. Or just, Lewis, uh, Lewis, I remember. Look, look, I know I've given you a lot of abuse this season. I know, I know, I know. I mean, we've had our beefs, all right? But it's all up. It's all up, mate. What is that Captain Holt saying? Vindication? <laughs> <laughs> 
here is your winner and still FAFA national champions. It's Cardiff Hurricanes. I'm sorry, sorry, oh. Luke. I oh. I think I think it's going to be one of the again. It's going to be an absolute spectacle. It's it's athleticism versus scheme. That's the word I'm looking for. It's athleticism versus scheme. And you know me, lads. Scheme will always win out. Um, I you just cannot you cannot count Joe Cotterill out. How how can you bet against Joe Cotterill? I think it's going to be super close, and I and I think it's going to. I don't. I don't think it's going to be like the the in season game. I I agree with Luke. I think that was that was not uh that was not uh, the London smoke that we all have come to expect. I think it's going to be more like the King Bowl final, um, and I think this time Cardiff will uh, will will sneak it. There's something to be said for the fact that in the mid season these two teams wouldn't have wanted to put a certain amount of tape on in front of the other one, right? There's an element of holding back game plans because they both know they're going to end up playing each other in the playoffs at some point. So I think that, like you say, Lewis, that, that mid-season game is almost meaningless um, yeah. from a from a uh, predicting the outcome point of view. I think it's much more similar to King Bowl. I think Hurricanes sort of learnt from that game. I don't, I don't see that they're not preparing for this game, not dissecting the defense, not thinking that Luke kid looks a bit susceptible. Let's pick on him. <laughs> um, yeah, it's my man. Oh, it's, it's Keynes, man. It's Keynes. Guys, there's nothing, nothing. I, I won't be disappointed if it's wrong. I won't be disappointed if it's smoke. By the way, by you will be. Yeah. Mate. I'm going to make your life hell next year for <laughs> predicting it this way, and then you make my life hell anyway. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, football wins. Absolutely. Absolutely. I look forward to shouting vindication. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for me and Gareth to do an interview with you pitch side in either, yeah. in either scenario. Have you guys tried to get... I'm just going to tell you I don't have time, like over and over. <laughs> just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> right okay. then, come on, because I am dying to find out who we're predicting for the seventh and eighth place playoff in the Division One plate. All right, moving on, Div 1 playoffs. We've got obviously a lot more games here, so uh, let's try and um, we'll, we'll glide over some of the less important ones. Um, but your round one wildcard games, Buckinghamshire Wolves, Coventry Panthers, what do we reckon? Uh, Wolves. Yeah, yeah I Wolves, think. man. Panthers have done really well this year. They surprised me with uh, as, a, as a new team. Um, I think they've surprised quite a few people. But yeah, you've got to take the Wolves here. They, they're back on the up. Um, Is that two new teams as well? Buckinghamshire yeah, Wolves are not a new team. Oh, Wolves have well, been around sorry. for like 11 years, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Born on, Com- born on Com- Coventry Panthers were around for a bit um, and then they took a couple of years off and they're back again. Um, I've seen their new their kit first. as well. Their new kit looks good. Yeah, have we seen? Have we seen the kit for their their ladies team as well? It's nice and uh, bright. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Really done a good job there. Wildcard game number two: Lincolnshire Longhorns, Gwent Gators. This I... for me is the is the game of the round, and, and I was going to say the Longhorns surprised a few people by uh, by taking um, a win off the otherwise undefeated uh, Edinburgh Outlaws. So, for me, stylistically, this is the closest game you could possibly find in terms of the way these two teams play from what I've seen um, from Lincolnshire. I would go with Gwent, though, as long as they've got Borky. Yeah, Bork's definitely going to be there, isn't he? Uh, I, I, I agree. From, from what I understand, they're both just 
fucking sling it. <laughs> yeah. Both both teams have got a player that is just like OBJ's up there somewhere. Uh, any team that can beat the Outlaws is going to get my vote. So Longhorns. Oh, yeah. that's a good argument. I'll say Longhorns too. I like the. I I really like both the names. Um, but I'm going to go Longhorns. Yeah, wow. I'm. I'm. I'm of the same uh, same opinion as Gareth. If you can, if you can beat the Outlaws, you can definitely beat the Gators. Nottingham Bears versus Aberdeen Silvercats. Bears are a weird one for me. They play so differently every single time I see them. Yeah. I'm, I agree. They, every time you see them at tournaments or whatever, it, they're just so different. They really are a wild card. I am going to take them in this one, um, just because I think the Silver Cats have really snuck in um, to this to this playoff. They're the uh, 17th seed, aren't they? Uh, I don't think they are. No, the Panthers were the ones that. Um, ah, okay. But, but Aberdeen had a couple of like out, outstanding games. There's there's a whole cockup between the some of the Scottish teams um, and uh, the contact side of Baffer, which basically meant that Aberdeen benefited from a tie with Clyde, um, which let's face it, probably would have been a loss for them. Right. Okay. I think that's kind of how they get into the playoffs. I think Nottingham Bears probably got enough in terms of personnel to see this one through. Would be the way I would view yeah. this. I don't think stylistically that either team sort of outmatches each other from a scheme point of view. So I think no. it's a couple of athletes that Nottingham have. I'll, I'll take Bears. <laughs> I played them once at Outlaw. Thought they were pretty good. So Bears. That's three Bears. That's enough. Let's move on. Clyde Comets versus Kingsham Kings. Ooh, bold prediction: Jay Bellamy gets a hundred touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck is Jay Bellamy? <laughs> He's waiting for that. <laughs> what happens when you've had too many Belvenies? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Bell on the mind, eh? Um, yeah, I reckon it's Kings, to be honest. Yeah. Any any insider is uh, is Chris Green going to be back for you? Uh, it depends whether he feels like it. I think. <laughs> Does yeah, what he he wants. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got greener. We got greener. Yeah, I, I don't think that matters anyway. I don't think Clyde um, travel particularly well, and I think they're a team that is kind of, um, you know, one injury or, or one particular um, missing person away from just not competing. Um, yeah, I've got the Kings winning this one. We've got yeah, our, uh, too. we've got our Kiwis as well, which is uh, the other bit of news. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, you'll know what that means by the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the round of eight so Swansea Hammerheads Buckinghamshire Wolves now this was a really good game in the oh. uh, the first time these two teams met remind me off the top of my head Swansea won this didn't they or did Buckinghamshire win it Buckinghamshire would have won this I think I think Buckinghamshire won it just this but uh, this just... game this game took place before Alex was back before Harley came back. I was going to say it's the return, but they still had Coop at the time, right? They so still had Coop at the time, yeah. I give this to Swansea, man. I think that Swansea offense, like they they are sharp, and and Ash is putting the ball wherever he wants to put it. Like at this yeah, point, I, agree. I think if there's, a, if there's an offense that outmatches the Wolves' defense for quality, like on a non-athlete level, it's Swansea. Yeah, I think they finished stronger than the Wolves, so I'd go with the Hammerheads as well. 
Yeah, you you know Ash is going to be there, provided they've got Harley and Alex, and and Jack's really come on really well, and Nick had a really strong uh, game at the last game day as well. The Hammerheads are just peaking at the right time. Game number two: Cheltenham Neptunes versus Lincolnshire Longhorns. I'm assuming Justin Thomas is going. It's Cheltenham. Yeah. I think Cheltenham have got enough as well. They've, they they impressed. They put us some big numbers in the last game day without the, um, JT, without Luke. Um, so I, I I think Neptune's. Bear in mind they're getting promoted as well. If West, well, it depends what that Western thing happens yeah. or whatever goes on there. But bear in mind they're in that contention. They are a very good side. Like I, I think we have to give them the credit there. And and Lincolnshire, I don't know. I, I haven't seen enough of Lincolnshire to know that they're better or particularly equally matched. But I just think the Neptune's are a good team, so they should win it. Well, so, I stick with you, beat the outlaws, you get my vote. So, Longhorns. <laughs> Longhorns it's, and A's. It's good. It's, a, it's, 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 sound, it's sound judgment, but I think uh, I don't know. it's going to be a tough game to get past Gwent. They're going to expend some energy. Cheltenham have got a nice buy. They'll be going into this game nice and fresh. I take Cheltenham. If there's no more on this game, we move on to game number three, which is... Again, for the third time this year, the Exeter Falcons versus the Canesham Kings. Can this they is... break the deadlock? No way. No, we don't. Do we draw you? Oh, God's sake. That's both of your dreams, isn't it? <laughs> honestly, honestly. Lewis, can I just give you this win at this point? I'm fed up for playing this. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think. I think most of Exeter will want to kill me by the end of the, that, right? So, like, I just, I quite, quite frankly, like, um, uh, the Kings, because if I, if I say anything else, yeah. then I'll be yeah. lynched. Yeah, likewise, I have to go Exeter, so it's going to be down to the, the the other guys. I think, gentlemen, we should class this as one of those less important games that we can just gloss over. I'm not going to be offended if you don't pick us, by the way. Pick Falcons if you want to pick Falcons. I don't care. I'm going to go I Kings. Think... I, I think they've come on well enough in the last few game days that I, I think they've got enough to pull it off. Not convincingly, though. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Is it what we're calling? Falcons, Canesham, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Falcons are shit, mate. Give me Canesham. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't really know, to be honest with you. I was going to say when we were doing our analysis earlier, but you guys kind of kept waffling. I was going to say like you're both you're both teams that next year I assume would be looking to make a kind of premiership run. No, that's fair, fair, fair to say. Yeah, you know you're both in. You're both going to be in those top slots, but uh, you know minus who moves down, and I think you might be able to meet those beat who those who who move down. So you both be looking for a kind of Premiership run is that right? I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I mean, assuming that um, that the the pre- the promotion relegation game doesn't go ahead and that Western do end up coming down, I think that's a, a tasty top three in the southwest between Exeter, Kingsham, and, and Western. So got Luke, Swansea in there as well. Luke, oh shit! Yeah, and Swansea, of course. Oh god, I don't want to play that next year. We got stack division again. <laughs> <laughs> I retire. I just give up at this point. Shooting like your first, folks. I'm retiring. Boring playing good teams. Scheduling the league is uh, is more, less stressful than that. Um, has someone picked a winner of this? Not yet. 
Luke, did your did your musings on them both having premiership runs lead you to pick a winner? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with uh, let's go with the Falcos. Oh, that means you're a tiebreaker, Gareth. Great. Um... <laughs> yeah. The carousel goes around. It's got to stop on someone. It's going to be got five this year. Who do I want in the plate so that we can talk about them ad nauseum for another half hour? Um, (laughs) I'm going to go with. At the end of the day, I just want to watch this one, but I'm I'm going to I'm going to go with the Kings. I'm going to go with the Kings. Congrats, Lewis. Looks like you'll win this game. (laughs) We always we always predict this game wrong, so. All right, and the last game of the round of eight: Reading Devils versus Nottingham Bears. Reading, Reading, go, yeah, easy, easy money. And, and this okay. will be the uh, Reading will have their third choice, uh, third trip to Manchester. And it'll be the third time they played Nottingham in Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be uh, the third win they've got against Nottingham in Manchester. Uh, nothing's changed. Move on. So, plate quarterfinal: Coventry Panthers, Lincolnshire Longhorns. Uh, Lincolnshire because they beat Edinburgh. That's the logic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's an interesting matchup: Gwent Gators versus Buckinghamshire Wolves. Uh, Bucks, Bucks, yeah. Wolves. Yeah. Aberdeen, uh, Gareth, do you see how hard I'm trying to move us on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah let's, we'll we'll gloss over the plate, but we'll 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 give everyone their time. Aberdeen, Silver Cats, Nottingham Bears. Bears. Uh, Bears. Nottingham. <laughs> yeah, Bears, Bears, Bears. And uh, final in the plate quarterfinal. Uh, Clyde Comets, Exeter Falcons, Falcons, Falcons. No, I thought the Falcon. No, the Falcons were going through, mate. The Kings were. No, the Kings got knocked said... out, didn't they? No, I no, he said the Kings. Kings. No, he he said the Kings. Kings. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, then Falcons, yeah, Falcons destroyed Clyde. Cool, right. Now the interesting stuff. Quarterfinals. Here come our one seeds one to four. You've got London Flash versus Kings from Kings. Kings. <laughs> Sorry, Shay, this is where it ends. Nah, <laughs> nah. Why are you doing me like that? You are, you are welcome to have the flash. <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks for that. <laughs> we'll have a run at some silverware. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Two absolutely stunning kits. It's going to be a, a visual treat. Oh my god! Flash to win it. Um. A genuinely interesting uh, quarterfinal in the next one, which is Salford Scorpions versus Reading Devils. Scorpions have been putting up major points this year. Yeah, Scorpions have got Jacob Field, so therefore it's a Reading win. Yeah, I have, God, Sol- have Salford put up 104 points. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe they could have if they got to play Berkshire. Who knows? Devils. Guys, is this going on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the main prediction part of the podcast. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Why do you want to go have another sploosh, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, sorry, it's just weird. so we're just whizzing through. So there's no analysis, guys. Though. What's going on? Oh well, Gareth's got somewhere to be, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think some of these some of these games are, uh, you know, a little no, easier to call than others. One of one of the pieces of analysis by Jay was Falcons destroy comets, comets, and that was. <laughs> Yeah, well, they, they do. They do. They do. Uh, what, what more would you want me to say? They're a better no, fair, mate, I like it. I, I, think, just, I, I, think I don't get why we don't shoot from the hip more often. We could cover tons of games. Well, because essentially the comments won't listen to this, so they're not going to like bully me <laughs> the next time I see it. Like, <laughs> right, whereas the Falcons there's, do. Uh, 
There's some more. There's some more interesting games to come, which we'll give some more analysis to. Uh, no, no disrespect to Jay or the or the Kings. I think Flash versus Kings is going to be a bit more of a one-sided affair. Hey, why was mine quiet. with disrespect? Why was mine with disrespect? And Jay's like, oh Jay, hey, grand, I, uh, I didn't, Jay. I didn't, I didn't insinuate that yours was with disrespect. But right, we're, we're you, you put that there. No fucking respect <laughs> <laughs> to, to degrade the individual completely and call out as incompetent at flag football the flash will fucking wreck them <laughs> seems fair enough I can't I can't go anywhere with that can I right quarter final number three again this could now here's some analysis get some analysis on this one because this could be a, a close game Edinburgh Outlaws versus Swansea Hammerheads Ooh, don't know anything about them no uh, could could you in thirty seconds, Lewis or Gareth, because you've seen these teams, uh, describe Edinburgh to me? Um, Edinburgh will go to the final, so this is a much of a muchness. Sorry, Swansea, uh, you've got you've got two really good offenses here, and I think I think the Hammerheads will put up some points. It's not they're not going to make it too, totally comfortable, but Edinburgh's. Edinburgh's um, offense is just a well-oiled machine and is super efficient. And they are a Premiership team. There's, there's, they have no right being in Division One this year. Um, but I think beyond um, Matt Baxter just throwing the sexiest deep ball I've ever seen, um, the defense has actually quietly been putting up an incredible season. I think. Their offense grabs a lot of the headlines, but their defense does a lot of hard work and behind the scenes and doesn't get talked about and doesn't get the respect I think it deserves. I think I, I agree. Uh, I think the one thing Swansea have going for them is I think that perhaps they are maybe more uh, battle hardened than uh, Edinburgh. I think Edinburgh have had a, a possibly an easier run of it in their division than Swansea have in theirs. Yeah, I think we'll, that's fair to we'll say. We'll see if there's a disparity between uh, HNC Division One and the the Southwest. Yeah, I think um, you know, like I say, Swansea are not gonna are not gonna roll over and not gonna make it easy for Edinburgh. But I've got this as if I were to put a loose kind of score on it, I'd say Edinburgh are probably in the mid thirties with Swansea in the high twenties. You know, there's gonna be just a couple of points in it. Maybe I'm just back one up, boys. I appreciate they're probably going to put Edinburgh through, and that's fair enough. I'm still going to pack our boy Swansea. I'm going to Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah. And the final quarterfinal, Newcastle Blackhawks versus Cheltenham Neptunes. I think it's Newcastle, isn't it? I'm, I'm not convinced that JT will be there, and I'm not convinced that... Um, Luke Cavallaris is going to be there either because I think he's still in like honeymoon mode. Um, I think Newcastle might edge this. I don't know that for certain, like about those two guys, but I've I don't think they'll be there, and for that reason, I think Newcastle will take it. Playing the averages that well, we put them through one round where it's 50 50, but we're not going to give them the next round, yeah, basically. Well, I would at this point it's going to be Lincolnshire playing Newcastle anyway, and Lincolnshire are going to go through because, of course, they beat Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's 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 go with the Blackhawks. Giving it to the Blackhawks. Okay, that sets up 
our semi-finals. Semi-final, plate semi-final number one in the in the plate. Lincolnshire Longhorns versus Buckinghamshire Wolves. Lincolnshire Longhorns. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. did beat the Outlaws. <laughs> <laughs> and plate semi-final number two: Nottingham Bears versus Exeter Falcons. Falcons. Yeah. What wait? What are these bears all about? Nobody well, this is it. Look. This is it. Nobody knows because, like, I don't think the same Nottingham Bears team has turned up for consecutive game days. One one game day they'll beat someone they have absolutely no right in beating, and then they'll get so we, they'll get well, shellacked by someone they should be tanking. Okay, so we've got an unknown entity and a known entity, the Falcons. I'll take the unknown. <laughs> cool. Well, it's still, th- <laughs> still, still three votes for the Falcons, so they make it to the final. Uh, meanwhile, oh, this is okay. Here's some, here's some, uh, some matchups. I, I'm going to select these carefully. Uh, let's go with what I believe is going to be the least exciting one, which is Salford Scorpions versus Cheltenham Neptunes. So, for fifth place, Cheltenham or Salford? Salford. 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 Yeah, I think so. And in the seventh and eighth place playoff, you've got Swansea versus Kensham. Swansea. <laughs> yeah, Swansea. 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 Yeah. I think that's the first time you've ever picked against the Kings, Jay. Uh, no, I picked against the Kings once upon a time. I think it was probably against the Falcons, actually. And I had a, a raft of messages suggesting that I was, I, I was producing some form of voodoo on, on the Falcons by predicting them. Like I was doing some sort of backward psychology that was going to work in some way and it definitely didn't get in their heads. Like, uh, Jay, if you okay. can't pick against the Kings in a seventh and eighth place playoff, when can you? Wow, well, it's the games that matter, Gareth, where I step in, you know. Right, semi finals, here we go. This is where the business gets fun. Edinburgh Outlaws versus Newcastle Blackhawks. Well, if the Longhorns get a lot of credit for beating the Edinburgh Outlaws, (laughs) (laughs) and that makes them the best team on the planet, surely the Outlaws have to be the second best team on the planet. No, but what you have to remember is that the Lincolnshire Longhorns beat the Blackhawks in the regular season, and they also. Uh, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. Oh right, sorry. Okay, I think I think I think I think the Outlaws beat the Blackhawks, and the Longhorns beat the Outlaws. Yes. Ah. So what we're saying is, we have no idea. <laughs> the outlaws. The outlaws. Yeah, I, I think I think the outlaws are going to the final as well. And then the the more important, the real final, I think. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Edinburgh are pretty good. Um, London not. Flash versus Reading Devils. 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 Yes. <laughs> and let me let me just give a shout out to Brian, who is absolutely seething as he listens to this. Yeah. You can feel him shaking right now, can't you? Go get him. Like his Wait. cap is like just twisted the wrong way around immediately. Lewis, what Lewis, this is what has Brian texted you about this game? Absolutely nothing. He's been he's been stone silent. I know he's just got his head in what? a playbook and watching film. Yeah, I've barely heard from him. I also know he's been travelling, so you know so, there's that. We- weird way to say you've been ghosted, but fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going through some stuff right now. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> uh before we move on to our two finals, London Flash, Newcastle Blackhawks in the third place playoff. Flash. 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 Flash, absolutely. All right, plate final, Lincolnshire Longhorns, Exeter Falcons. <laughs> well. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> A little birdie told me. 
What what were the name of the teams again? <laughs> I was going to say, I've completely forgot. I've, I've, I've forgot Lincolnshire, well. Lincolnshire Longhorns, Exeter Falcons. Plate final. Oh, well, to be honest, I think this this is the game where the Falcons establish themselves as the best team in the country by beating the Lincolnshire Longhorns. <laughs> I think it's country, the world, it's planet, it's galaxy, man. It's where they actually play for the Super Bowl at this point. Um Yet another plate final for the. What do you guys reckon then? If I said the Longhorns versus the San Francisco 49ers, which way are you guys going? Longhorns? They beat the Outlaws. Flag flag or contact? It's a good point. Does it matter? Yeah. Give me, give me, give me flag. Give me flag. Uh, yeah, Longhorns. And contact? Uh, just the 49ers, but only on the basis basis they've got a Bosa. Do you know what I mean? I think I'm right in saying that the Baffer Plate Final has been won, has not been won by a team outside the SWC since 2017. So, on that basis, Oof. that is some quality statmanship. Have your crown back. How, how can we? How can we check that? How do we, uh, how do we know he's not making that up? I'm to add on to on, that stat, I'm relying on COVID. <laughs> to add on to add on to that stat, Gareth, he's not been competed by a team in the final game outside of the SWC ah. since 2017. There we go. Wow. Well, it is because we got Lincolnshire in it, but yeah. So sorry, the Longhorns beat who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Falcons. No, you can't. No, not the best team on the planet. Give me the Longhorns. <laughs> you know I've got Falcons. I think the I think the Longhorns squad Falcons. runs out of steam at this point. That's a lot of games for eleven people. So we're saying that the Lincolnshire Longhorns can beat the Outlaws, but can't beat the Falcons after five games. Were we saying they're not fit? Yeah, I, they've they've got quite a small <laughs> squad. They? They've, they've, been, they've been only they've only been taking like six or seven people to game days. Yeah, that is a lot of work to do, though, for six or seven people, right? Yeah, and but... I'm assuming, and I don't know anything, I don't know what the Falcons' travel plans are, but I'm assuming most people are going, right? Yeah, most of us are going. Yeah, but right. like those six or seven people beat the Edinburgh Outlaws. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Falcons, then. That's what we've said, isn't it? That's where right. the majority's going. That's the plate final. No one cares. Let's get to the real thing. Reading Devils versus Edinburgh Outlaws. I'm, I'm going to remind you of that, Lewis, when you're in the plate final. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got that game as well, Gareth? I really hope we've got that game as well. Every time you shout at a player, I'm just going to yell from the sideline, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, expect- I'm expecting you to turn up with the Birmingham Lions. It's just flag sleeve. Yeah, right. yeah, I might get one made from sleeves. The real final then. Reading... Reading versus Edinburgh. I think this is the final that a lot of us predicted at the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to say Reading. No surprises that I'm going to say Reading as well. I mean, it's going to be the Flash Outlaws, isn't it? So I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, if, if Reading are the ones to go through, I mean, I've, be, I've heard the Outlaws quarterback is both the most handsome man in flag football, uh, narrowly beating someone else, um, and and throws a pretty ball. But I've been really impressed with listening to Ryan through this season and what the Devils have done. So give me the Devils. I I too would have said Reading, but I don't think that's a shock. No, uh, I. It's a, most. I, I'm not going to make it a clean sweep. I said from the beginning I thought Edinburgh would would win it all. I think it's going to be an absolute cracker of a game. Um, 
but I think uh, Reading have just got a little bit more work to do throughout the day. Um, I think Edinburgh have probably got um, a slightly easier path to the final. I think they'll be a little fresher, and I think that will be the edge. Well, there we go then. So our, our, our champions our champions overall then were the Hurricanes and the Reading Devils. Uh Good to see that we're not no being completely sunny. here at all. I was going to yeah. say, exactly. There's no Southwest <laughs> bias at all. Hashtag um, Southwest loyal. <laughs> I can't believe... Going. So you, you, just to be clear, you think me and all of my mates are going to come away from having lost a final and lost a semi-final? Yes. That coach ride's <laughs> going to be something, in it? Are you saying it for the whole weekend, uh, Luke? Uh, I, I haven't made my dis- sort of plan up on the Saturday night. I don't know what I'm going to do um, Saturday night wise. I feel like if everyone starts having a bit of fun, I might want to stay. But I'm, my parents live nearby, so I'm thinking of driving up um, from their place. Very good, very good. You should wow. stick around on Sunday and watch the Div One games, and then we'll all go for a beer afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Issue is, I'm driving. Oh, I've I've got Sunday night in my hotel. I'm I'm driving back on Monday. I took two days off. Maybe I can share a room with you then, mate. Yeah, mate, come across. <laughs> Cuddle. Excellent, excellent. Let's record an episode from there, mate. A little, <laughs> a, a little private one, just me and you. Yeah? First and fifteen after dark. <laughs> Mummy and daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that is the regular season for 2022 podcasts done. We will gladly see the majority of you up in Manchester. Uh, next weekend and i'm sure we'll we'll all get together to talk about it either live on live on stream and or um uh in a wrap-up podcast but for the moment i've been jay ballamy joined by lewis phillips gareth price ryan home alone mckeevening and luke yoko warm champion and we will catch you next time that wraps up this episode find us on facebook at first and 15 podcast give us a like to keep up with all of our shows Also check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies. Industrial toilet was that? <laughs> 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 <laughs>